Brittany thinks that Lord Covington started COVID. Um, hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Glee on the Rocks. I am Emily. I'm Mandy. And I'm Bee. Um, and we have another another episode of Glee for you, which is surprising for a Glee podcast, I think, that we're not talking about something else. I mean, we will definitely talk about other things. We will. <laughs> all Glee, all the time. Yeah. For the moment, <laughs> we're going to aim for Glee. Can you imagine how short these episodes would be if we didn't have tangents? <laughs> Especially short. on a Glee episode as boring as this one. It's yeah. <laughs> so boring. Um, I am going to admit at the outset that I fast forwarded through a couple performances and I'm not ashamed of that. Relatable. At least three of them. (laughs) Just, I didn't have time to watch some of those. So I didn't. And that's how we do it here. And that's. That really speaks to something because I don't know when you, listener, are listening to this, but at the moment we are in a lockdown scenario in right country <laughs> where we literally can't leave the house, and I think we all still skip some of these. Literally I have all, all the, the time, time in the world, <laughs> just not for that. I'd just- like I have nothing better to do, but that nothing is better than this. So I'm just gonna. Yeah, skip on. I could, <laughs> I could refresh Twitter like ten times instead of watching some of these songs. And it's it preferable. Yeah, it's preferable. Um, in case you couldn't tell, the episode that we're talking about is season three, episode four, "Pot of Gold," um, which occurred and is a legitimate episode of Glee that we can't totally ignore. I didn't remember it. I I only knew because I was like, oh, right. The first kid from the Glee project shows up and then doesn't go away. Great. (laughs) I did forget how painfully Irish he is. Yes. In a way. Like he wears green the entire episode. Like, he's Irish in a way that you know the writers were just thinking, what are some Irish things we can do? And and not yeah. that the actor actually would have made those choices independently. Yeah. No, no, it's just straight up. This is funny. Like, it's not funny at all. It's like we're following up one episode of all, like, bad Asian stereotypes with an episode of right. all bad Irish stereotypes. Just keep it going. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I guess if he were older, he'd be a drunk. That's true. And maybe he is. We just, that scene got cut out for time. Kristen Chenoweth wasn't in this one, so. I know, that would have been. Flying with booze. Much preferred. Um, I'm going to do a quick recap of this episode for anyone who hasn't seen it or doesn't remember it, both of which are totally legit. You probably saw it. Your brain just. Cut it right out. Repressed yeah. it way down. Yep. Just push that way deep down inside. Um, so Rory, a foreign exchange student from Ireland, is new to McKinley and is staying at Brittany's home. Uh, aside, how? 
Why? Why? Um, and it's clear he has a crush on her. After Quinn's return to the New Direction, she tells Puck that she wants Beth back from Shelby and asks for Puck's assistance. However, Puck and Shelby seem to have found a romantic connection together, which, ew. Um, <laughs> Finn assists Rory and convinces him to join the Glee Club, while Shelby's all-female Glee Club... How many times... Do I have to say this? Anyway, the Trouble Tones recruits Mercedes and two other members from New Directions, leaving the Glee Club in shock. Shock. Uh, the episode was directed by Adam Shankman and written by Allison Adler. Oh, Adam. I know. Oh, I love Adam. Adam. He's way too talented to be so Glee. <laughs> I know. Um... So I guess we should just really start with the beginning. We have um, Rory. What was his last name? Flan- Fl- Finnegan? Flanagan? Flanagan? Irishman. I literally just wrote Rory O. Irishman, and I don't care if that's racist. Um, that's that. I mean, that's just... not any more racist than the writers were. So, yeah. Um, this is Damien McGinty, the star, I guess, winner of the first season of the Glee Project, which we have discussed before and agreed is terrible. It shockingly has two whole seasons, right? Like, that's yeah, wild. At least. Yeah, at least. Um, so his, uh, you can't see my air quotes, but I'm doing air quotes around his win on the Glee Project, got him a guest starring role on the show that was eventually extended to 18 entire episodes, which is basically this whole season. Um, And if you still don't remember him as a character, that's fine. It doesn't matter. Just check out Damien's Instagram, apparently. He will remind you that this- He will remind you. This his is glory days. his career yes yeah so as the um the recap mentions he is a foreign exchange student and is somehow for some reason staying with Brittany and i guess her parents um and she thinks he's an actual leprechaun yeah so this is another one yeah. of those things i'm just gonna go ahead and like bring in all of the Britney related storylines here. Um, yeah, please. I I really hate that in the episode where she and Santana kind of like make it official, which I didn't remember that that was this episode, but I remember that happening. And like, I like mm-hmm. their storyline, but mm-hmm. I don't like the, the whole like parallel of Britney is literally so childish and naive that she thinks this exchange student is a leprechaun versus like, her and Santana talking about like sexy baths and stuff. Like yes. don't please yeah. don't sexualize her while also infantilizing her. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I want to enjoy the lesbian or whatever you call it. She's not a lesbian, but um the you know ladies loving like. ladies, yes. Yeah, exactly. Same. I couldn't think of that. I don't know why I couldn't think of that phrase. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I want to enjoy that without you telling me that this is also someone who has very little ability to reason. You want it without her thinking that she can make her cat poop candy bars. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I mean, she eats yeah. it out of the litter box. Like, what? I, I know. 
And also, fuck this exchange student for going along with it yes. because he wants to get in her pants. That's also creepy. He's supposed to be, like, sweet and charming, I think, but really, the whole pot of gold innuendo thing, not not doing it for me. Literally, I 100% thought, forgot that that was happening until he was like, oh, I'm going to get into her pot of gold. Like, oh, no. When that phrase no. came up, I was just like, wait, is this episode titled after a vagina euphemism? Is that where we are right now? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I just, it is. That's where we are. And he and touched I mean, every single one of those lucky charms. Like, just what? <laughs> <laughs> There's just so many levels of disgusting. I mean, I he did. Like well, for. It took what would have been, like, an innocently boring episode and just made it, like, slightly creepy. There's another storyline that also makes it slightly creepy, but... Yeah. For now, focusing on this, um, yeah, just didn't didn't need that. Did, could you not just be total creepers about teenage characters, please? Glee writers. He also put an entire box of cereal on a public school desk. Ugh. And that's... That's questionable. That's gross. The rest of it's problematic, but that's just wrong. <laughs> Unsanitary. Unsanitary. I think Rory McIrishman started COVID. <laughs> I think that's where it came from, was you rotten marshmallows it. on a public school desk. I mean, if Glee were still on air, we might be getting that storyline where, like, oh. Brittany thinks that Lord Tubbington started COVID or something. Yeah, yeah. And that if you drank enough Corona beer... You would become immune to it. Oh no, it, that definitely would have been the punchline. Encore, blame yep. it on the alcohol, though. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> that's one of my okay. favorite episodes. That's fair. <laughs> that, that's fair. Um, so, yeah. why was Rory getting bullied like just for being Irish? Like, I thought that was so strange. Like, when I was in school, cute boys with foreign accents were like immediately like a god right? in school. Yeah, like all the Especially girls, because he's all an exchange them. student. Yeah, yeah, he's interesting. He has a he's fun new. accent. He's cute. Yeah, and he they, not been bullied. And these fucking hockey players with mullets are like, go back to Mexico. Like, I'm just so confused. That was also like a really lame joke that he's <laughs> Irish, but they're like, go back to Mexico. Like, like you could have. Was that the first pass of that joke and no one could punch it up? Like, that was it? That's all they had? I think Lee only made first passes. Comedy. <laughs> that's true there was no second best yeah it was just like yeah those are words that's get it because immigration yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole thing that does make me wonder what their standards for their um uh what is it the home sharing the whoever did exchange something yeah. Yeah. exchange like how did britney even sign up for that or did she just accidentally wake up with another person in her house and was like that's fine it's a leprechaun and if her parents did explain it to her and she still didn't grasp it, that again goes back to the, maybe let's not talk about like yeah. how she and Santana have regular sex. I don't know. That just, this whole well, rewatch she... of Glee has just <laughs> like creeped me out when it comes to people sexualizing Britney because I didn't yes. remember how childish they made her. Yeah. Childish, and then at the scene at Breadsticks with her and Santana, she obviously knows what a date is and yeah. thinks that they have already been on several dates. Wait, isn't this a date? Aren't you paying? Because I ordered shrimp. Yeah. So it's not like them 
eating dinner and having conversations doesn't equate to date to her. It does. But Leprechaun, like they can't both be true. Right. And I would like to just think that one of them is true, but like Glee, you could have just given me a little bit more. But it's Glee. Yeah. (laughs) I always wondered why I never really was on board with like the Britney Santana like ship. Like why was I so happy and excited about Clayne and I felt nothing when it came to like Britanna. And I think this was it. I think it was like the way that it, it made no sense. Like her characterization, the way they get together, the way they characterize her relationship with Santana, like mm-hmm. they make it official when before it had been kind of a joke, but Brittany remains a joke. Like she's still the butt of so many jokes. Yeah. yeah. Well into the third season here. And it's like, how am I supposed to get excited about this character and her story arc? She's not allowed to say the word bisexual. Like she, she literally believes that a human person is a leprechaun for some reason. Like how. Yeah. They don't take it seriously. So why should we? Yeah, so, like, her relationship with Santana is automatically also a joke. Yes, exactly. Such mm-hmm. bullshit. Whereas with Clayne, only the viewers were jokes. <laughs> right. Hey. Clayne was <laughs> always, like, Clayne had some ridiculous storylines, but they were always treated like this is the most serious, like, yeah. seriously handled relationship on the show, by far. Which is not yeah. a high bar to clear, but... That, that was not, it just, like, pisses me off, because, like, I... In watching it, I don't know. I'm very defensive of, I'm going to say, with anyone who's not a fan of Glee, I'm defensive of Brittany and Santana and just in the fact that they had, you know, it it was like an actual couple. I'll be like, no, no, they really did get together. Um, I've had that conversation a couple of times when people are like, Glee only was interested in white boys. Right. uh, Yeah. But uh, (laughs) amongst people who've actually seen the show, yeah, no, I fully agree. Like, right. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't take it seriously, but like, I would have loved to have taken it seriously, Glee. Like, yeah, I'm about that. Especially since it was there from the very beginning. Yeah. Their little pinky holds and the. Like it could have been just as good a story mm-hmm. as Clay. Yeah. And Instead sometimes they treated away. it. Yeah. Sometimes they treated it equally to Clayne. Like. Um, spoilers for next season, right? They're in the breakup episode too. Like it's the three main couples are all kind of on equal footing in that episode. Like they, they want it to be serious until they want it to be a joke. Like they just can't make up their mind about it. And they didn't treat other relationships like that. They, they want it to be serious, but they also don't want to give it any screen time mm, in terms yeah. of like serious stuff. Like, cause they... I think by the time the fourth season happened and they started getting included more stuff, it was because like the fans were beginning to speak up and the fans were not mostly straight. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the enthusiastic fan bases online were like, no, no, we like these people. Cause like yep. Britanna had a lot of fans. Definitely. Um, they did. Yeah. Well, because you know, there weren't, that was the only couple. It was the only, yeah. uh, you know, women loving women couple yes. on the show where there was some other representation of gay bi queer men yeah you i mean not a ton but you have clayne sebastian's queer there were other um mm-hmm. blaine had that dude at the gap that he had a crush on like there I were other say, there were, like one-off characters men. yeah 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 but there 
like I can't remember or think of another queer female character other than the two. Quinn hooks up with Santana that one time and that's it. (laughs) Yes. But isn't that one that they kind of play off as a joke too? Oh yeah. Some total bullshit. It's like, yeah. And, and in the other relationships, one of the partners isn't portrayed as childish. Mm -hmm. Like Kurt can be outlandish and he can be the butt of jokes for a number of reasons, but he's still in the end taken seriously as a person where Brittany is not. I mean, even, even when like things happen with the characters, like spoilers, but Heather leaves the show, like even that didn't really get a serious send off. It it was a very like stupid storyline. Oh yeah. The MIT or something. I think it's MIT. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's been a genius all along. But like, even within this singular episode, like Santana tells Rory that her wish is, or whatever, is that Britanna, Brittany, sorry, will leave the New Directions to join the Trouble Town. <laughs> so, like, even Santana is taking advantage of this, yeah. like, childlike innocence that they've baked into yeah. Brittany's character, like, manipulating her into leaving to go to the Trouble Tones with her, and it's like... And that's, that's yeah. what creeps me out, like, hearing, I mean, just... I, I don't want to say just like the earlier jokes, because I will say the jokes about her being, like, raped at camp much yeah. worse yeah. but definitely but yeah. worse still still just don't like it still it really shouldn't be a sliding scale yeah. that exists in no, the first place shouldn't. yes we shouldn't have yeah. to be like you know this joke about her being raped at summer camp is still worse <laughs> like yeah. there shouldn't it shouldn't be a discussion of how bad are the comments about britney but it's but it's glee but it's glee like but it's glee the fuck else are we supposed to do with this show <sighs> the deep heaving sighs of people still thinking about this 10 years later with very strong opinions agonizing 10 years later i always come back to the that like we could have had it all like you think of the potential Mm. of a tv show and that's what really makes you angry about it isn't that a scene is bad or a storyline is bad or that even a whole season is bad it's that it had all these bits and pieces that could have worked really well in someone else's hands. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that really is it. Like, at the heart of all of these bad things are good things that you you just wish you had. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want to say, like, oh, Shonda Rhimes could have done a better job because, you know, we all know what happens to Grey's Anatomy. It's a shit show. (laughs) Or, but, like... I mean, no offense to anyone who loves Grey's Anatomy. I did too, but I I, I quit it. Anyway, that's another discussion. Um, Tune in for Emily's Grey's Anatomy podcast. <laughs> Tune in tomorrow for why I stopped watching after Christina Yang left. Wise um, decision. Right? So, you know, there are other showrunners who would have made a different show out of this and potentially a whole lot better. And that's the angry. Yeah. That's That's what's... Or even if Ryan Murphy just hadn't gotten distracted with American Horror Story and his thousand other projects yeah. halfway through. And even if he is distracted, then either fully give up control or remain the, the head showrunner. Like, you can't have a weird in and out popping in. Like, of course, we don't know what the day-to-day work on the show was because they were literally never tell us. Other than we did learn no, uh, no table reads. <laughs> Which is fucked up. Like, 
I cannot explain to you how fucked how up. How would a normal is. show do that? Would they table read every episode? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because you the point of the table read is for everyone to get a sense of uh, the episode and where it fits in the season. Because so many, uh, for the most part, TV shows are not necessarily filmed in order. So... Like, a movie is not filmed in order. You never start with scene one, and you don't end with scene 100. Like, a TV show, especially this one, like they've talked about, because they have songs to learn and dances to learn and all this kind of shit, you just do scenes throughout the day for an episode. So, a conversation that two characters have in the beginning of the episode could have been filmed the very last day. So, a table read allows for the actors to kind of try to, like, form a sense of continuity about what their arc and emotional feel like their their emotions for the episode are supposed to be like so that when they do have to film them out of order you can look back and say okay my character already said this and this and already felt this way so now i feel this way really the actors were just like horribly handicapped yes so if you don't get a chance to really sit down a table read doesn't take that fucking long you know page a minute like if you if you don't get the chance to do that I think you don't, you kind of handicap them in the approach for the episode, personally. And it's fun because that, like, anyway. Well, I would imagine, <laughs> like, because like... at a table read, like, any surprises are, like, you can see people's reaction to, like, a plot twist in an episode all kind of together, right? Like, um, I mean, a famous table read now is the one for Game of Thrones, right? Yeah. When we find out what so-and-so does to so-and-so like you get the reaction of all the cast all together that just seems important for the cast to be on the same page to like yes literally yeah literally literally so to not do that harking back to this episode like how are they how are they ever supposed to know how to react scene to scene when if you've never had a table read and you've never, uh, surely they read, well, I don't actually know that. Maybe the actors don't read their scripts all the way through and only read their pages or their sides. But like, how would you even know the progression of your character through the episode if you don't do it? Well, but I'm not an actor. <laughs> a lot of times the writers don't even seem to know the progression of the character, unfortunately. <sighs> I know. I know. And then I think then you end up with this crap where you're like, so wait, she feels this way in this episode, but now all of a sudden it's totally different. Yeah, I mean that is glee. Like Yeah. 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 So I don't know. That was a that was a U-turn or a side turn, but you know, No, it's cool that we bring this up because I thought this episode particularly was very self-aware. There's several lines throughout the episode that are like very glee meta. Um, I don't know if you guys like specifically wrote them down, but um Sue says, like, something about, um, she's talking about how much money the arts cost, and she's like, I think that might be a better use of school funds than flying the Glee Club to New York without a set list, only to lose at Nationals with a song they made up the night before. Yeah, I did. Like, how fucking self-aware is that? And yet, there's no improvements made. Like, I I don't get the point of making a joke at your own expense like that. Yeah, if you're not, like, trying harder next time. Yeah, if you're not, if you're just gonna continue to be as terrible yeah. as I, such I, standard. I wrote that down too. I was like, yeah, that's beautiful. But also yeah. unearned because they don't fix it. Like, Yeah, you 
you can't poke fun at yourself if you're just going to keep making the same mistakes over and over. Like it's not funny or interesting. It just makes us feel like, do you think we're stupid? Right. Well, so like, you know, if we take this exact example where they're using school money to do what a glee club does, but like we talked about in your mini episode, you, they fo- they're supposed to be focusing at least on a set list throughout the year or for a portion of the year to take yes. to a competition. And yet for these, I don't know, the first five, six episodes of the season, all they're doing yeah. is working on the school musical. Like, how is that? What, they're still not spending any time focusing on being a show choir. And in the meantime, yeah, well, that's the thing is their competition is now like focused and they're suddenly like, oh, no, we got competition. Like, yeah, of course you do, because you don't do what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Like you're not even acting like a show choir. You're just acting like a drama club. And that's not that's a different show. They they have booty camp where they work on nothing of consequence, no choreography, No specific stage blocking or anything. They're just like learning literally grapevine and like step touch and like ball changes. Yeah. Like they say that out loud. That's what they're doing yeah. at booty camp. What? Blaine teaches them more choreography during the last Friday night song than they ever learn in practice. Yes. He teaches them the Dalton step touch and that's the most choreography. Speaking of a bright spot of the episode yes <laughs> let's talk about that because what a blaren i know it's, moment. I it's literally blaine darren and aaron christopherson all at the same I time totally forgot it was i forgot it was in this episode and oh, i got so excited i saw him in that i saw him in the outfit with hat. the hat yeah i was like oh it's that song yeah <laughs> I think we need to have a little like Blarin alarm that pops up whenever we talk about <laughs> these Blarin moments. Here it comes because how how insanely Blarin is this? And I get why people hate it. And, then, and in this instance, I can't be totally mad about it. it. I loved it. I mean, I do, like you said, I understand why people hated it. Yeah. But like that... In the middle of an episode that I was, like, not super enjoying, that made me smile. Yeah. Wait, if anybody out there has forgotten, Darren was in the last Friday night Katy Perry music video playing a character named Aaron Christofferson and yeah. is now singing it on Glee as Blaine. So it is, like, literally yeah. a three three versions of Darren moment. All at once. Just yeah. full fucking circle. I, um, I feel... I love that. I feel like we are doing what the show does and forgetting that Kevin McHale was also in the Katy Perry video. <gasps> yes. Oh, that's right. Playing a character named Everett, <laughs> which is Darren Chris's middle name. And I'm sure wow, that was just coincidence, but it does add a Blaren layer to everything. We need Illuminati music. <laughs> A little... As this podcast turns into seven degrees of Darren Chris. Seven. We don't need seven. Um, well, I guess going, taking the turn back to uh, to this, this is also the beginning of this little Blaine v. Finn competition tiff uh, thing that, yeah. that they try to make happen that no one really cares about. Um, but it does give us 
Blaine's sad little face when very tall Finn tells him off. Um, you know. Finn is a dick this episode in general. He really is. Like, he, Finn's a dick a lot of this season. That's also true. And he's like angry for no reason, but also you kind of know the reason, like, but also for no reason. I'm just like, Finn, get it together, my dude. But yeah, he calls Brittany an idiot. He tells mm-hmm. off Blaine when Blaine's just like trying to be nice and like be a team player. Yeah. I, why? Also, as if Blaine can't help it better than <laughs> That's true. He, it can't be helped. But also, as if Rachel hasn't been the star of this fucking show the whole time, and now suddenly yeah. Blaine does one song to try to make people feel better, and Finn's like, that's not how we do it at Dalton. Like, all right, I, or not how we do it at McKinley. Whatever the fuck he says. Like, No, but it's true. Last Friday night is, like, such a feel-good scene because we don't get many of these, like, genuine group numbers yeah. very often. Damn! And like, yes, obviously Darren's vocals are lead, but it is, it sounds like a choir song. Like everyone's voices are in the background. Everyone's dancing. Lots of cute Clay moments. The only really cute Clay moments in the whole episode. Like lots of little cute moments between many different characters. Like it truly is the bright point in this whole episode. And then they just let them shit all over it. Yeah, and Blaine makes a point to get everyone kind of up and dancing. It's not yeah. like he's just standing in front of them parking barking. Yeah. <laughs> I just needed a reason to say that. <laughs> and he says, I think he says a little speech beforehand too, where he's like, this he is, does, yeah. you know, for everyone. Like, this, I want all of us to get up yeah. and sing together, which is the best part of choir. Like, anyone who's been in a choir before knows, like, that is what keeps you coming back is like, there's just something addictive and like, adrenaline pumping about like being up there making something beautiful with all these other people like you're putting your voices together and making this one singular thing like that's a big deal glee the show hardly ever has numbers like that yeah it's always who is going to be the solo of this performance yeah it's very how are you going to fight for it it's very reminiscent of the ride with me, like yeah. season one, oh. in my opinion. Like the visuals, the song, like the way that they're interacting with each other really reminds me of that. So fuck you, Finn. <laughs> fuck you, writers, <laughs> for making Finn say that. Like what? Yeah. Say that bullshit. Just let Blaine live. <laughs> As- I feel like in a way, it would have made more sense if it were Rachel mm-hmm. that was upset that Blaine was trying to do something to pull the whole group yeah. in. Whereas Rachel's like, no, no, this can be a one person show. Yeah. It's my, yeah. but I guess they wanted the macho Finn alpha male challenge thing. <laughs> alpha guy dude thing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. The... Sorry. Could I, I, I can try to sound less interested, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, very very uninterested in that yeah the only animosity i wish to have between blade and anyone else comes later in the season hey hey (laughs) very soon next episode just uh 
Yeah. We're just biding our time till the first time. It's really all we're doing. Speaking of, speaking of Finn, though, why did Rory know who Finn was? Like, that whole scene was just so cringy. Finn Hudson. Like, uh, no. No. Like, he's abreast of the show choir circuit. Like, that was really the explanation <laughs> they gave. It's just, like, he really knows American show choir really well. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he has a Tumblr dedicated to American show choir. I'm sure. He has tags for Finn, like people tags, person tags. I just, that whole scene was just indescribable. Why did it go down like that? In what high school situation would you walk into a brand new school, see this person and be like, ah, I know exactly who you are. Do you want to be my friend? Like, what? Especially since Finn's been getting slushied for like two years now. It's not like he's prom king, top dog, track star, already has a full ride to some prestigious college. Like he's not, yeah. he's not shit. I mean, I, I feel like you're looking at it from the wrong angle because I, based on his characterization in this episode I mean, with the whole pot of gold thing, I think it's more like he probably has like a tumblr where he's like stalking all the glee members hoping someone has posted like cheerleader upskirts or something yes that's true he is obsessed uh, with the pot of gold yeah mm, gross mckinley is just the most yeah. nondescript high school in all of america and yet somehow what if it's not though like what if in this in this universe like everyone knows about mckinley because of how fucked up it is yeah (laughs) like that that would make sense like it's like reverse hogwarts like everyone just kind of knows around the country like oh i know a dude who knew a guy who went to mckinley they hear about i mean cheerleaders getting shot out of cannons they don't actually win any of the like nationals competitions or whatever or like regionals but everyone advances them just because like they want to be able to say McKinley was there. They do, yeah. Like any any sport that they are in, like, oh, we should just let him in. Let him in. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be some crazy shit. Something crazy's gonna happen, you guys. And then it does. We heard their show choir director tried to frame a guy with weed. <laughs> Blackmailed him. I would, I would have loved it. I don't know. Did, did either of you watch community? Um I've seen the Glee episode of Community. I've seen some episodes, yeah. Okay, so Community has an episode where, like, the whole thing is, uh, kind of the hook of the whole episode is that you realize by the end of it that, like, the the people, the main cast, are kind of the dicks in a lot of situations. Mm. I would have loved to have seen an outside perspective episode of Glee where, like, you see how romanticized they are within their own world. Like they get on like stage to sing at regionals and like, it's very obviously a shitty song they just made up <laughs> with like, with like a horrible out of sync choreography. Yeah, and, you know, that would have been much more realistic. Like, yes. A, a moment of how the rest of the world sees them before it goes back to how they see themselves. Yes. Oh, that'd be awesome. That would have been so good. Yeah. Like people in the audience just getting up to use the bathroom during their set list. Yeah. I feel like that's really this podcast specific gift to the world though. Like many gifts, but that one being, being that voice of reason of like, what? Yeah. People are like filming it for Twitter or the equivalent version in 2011. Yeah. Like, look at this shit, you guys. Like it, it shoots to their trophy case, but actually you see that it's all just participation. <laughs> <levels>. <laughs> 
they're just like plastic pieces of crap yeah we got 12th place guys out of 13 oh man i'm just gonna i'm gonna pretend that happened i would love that that would have been fantastic like they're at a, a competition and you kind of you're like tracking them down a hallway and they pass by another glee club and instead of following uh the new directions like it swings around to see the other club just like making fun of them and like the fuck like yeah. spending a few seconds of them saying like oh there's those fuckheads i heard they don't have any money should i put a word i heard they had to sell laffy taffy just to get here but really it's the other rival clubs buying all the taffy just to make sure that they can get there <laughs> yeah yeah, because it's not interesting. Yeah. McKinley's not there. What do they talk about? Yeah, like oh, okay, like the best team will win this time if McKinley's not there. But if they are, it's then we got some fun. Ticket prices go up when you know they're coming. Okay, but speaking of the taffy, this episode was another fucking we need to raise funds episode. I know they have I was trying to ignore it like clockwork once again. Yeah. I mean, at least this time... Okay, well, they're, they're raising funds for something different, so that's right. new. For the musical. Um, and I, at least they thought of something realistic this time, of selling ad space in a program. That's a thing. I loved that's- the scene with, like, the funeral workers yes. who decided to fund the musical and the one guy says like um i'm a big fan of west side story because there are so many deaths like (laughs) that was just too good that was really choice i liked the guy when they were listing off like their funeral homes he goes and mine is a crematorium so we also bake and deliver delicious brick oven pizza (laughs) yeah i was like you know what yes um so yes, this um, this need for money is kind of the lead up to Papa Bert running for Congress. Yes, Papa Bert. Which um, also something I enjoyed that I completely forgot happened in this episode. Yeah, me too. Totally forgot that it was like this early in the show that he runs for Congress. I definitely thought this was like a season five thing, which goes to show you how wonky time is time doesn't exist right now so i think <laughs> it doesn't forget it doesn't um but i did like of all the storylines in this episode this was one that had like some some umph behind it mm-hmm. right like he mm-hmm. he says the line about like your glee club save my kid's life uh, and that's a callback to something that was meaningful earlier and it's still meaningful and it's like a real reason to run for local office or no it's not it's congress um yeah i don't know i liked it yeah against sue who's running the opposite which is that like we should cut all the arts for reasons yeah just because she doesn't like mr schuster slash definitely wants to bone I would go to a lot of links because I don't like Mr. Schuster, but still can't go. <laughs> don't know if I would move to Washington for it. No, hey, but I good Washington. <laughs> exactly, Washington State all the way. P and Dubs. Thank you. Um, I love Bert so much. This is no secret, but I really love like he's such a strong presence. Like you said, like he really Bert himself is such a driving force in this storyline. They reference his heart attack, like yeah. continuity. Yeah, Whoops, that's amazing. <laughs> that's continuity. He tells Kurt, he's like, "I'm proud of you, Kurt. I don't care who knows it." Like, 
just he's the best person on this show hands down far none like how did this like shit show of a writer's room manage to come up like something they nailed that well they really maybe it's just michael malik because he's also a screenwriter maybe he just wrote his own lines he just came in there and ad-libbed he's like not yeah Yeah, i i I want to imagine that he just tossed the script in and was like look i i got you know i'm gonna pinch hit for you guys here yeah yeah they hand him his sides every day and he's like no no i brought my own no need no need i got this you know what? I, I'm going to decide that that's what happened until proven otherwise. Until Mike O'Malley comes on the show and says different, that's that's how it went down. I love it. Well, that's the end of the episode. Mike's awesome, and uh, we're done. I mean, there's not much else. <laughs> um, so, there's nothing else we no. need to discuss, that's for sure. That last storyline can just stay there. I mean, the only other thing to talk about, because we're not going to bother talking about that other thing, because fuck that, is the trouble tones. Ugh, Candyman is such a wonderful number. It's so fun. That's the only other one that I watched. The harmonies. Oh, it's amazing. I love that the Trouble Tones seem to have enough budget for costumes and a set just for, like, <laughs> For fun. Yep. Just for fun. Yeah. I'm just assuming Shelly's just, like, writing the checks. Yep. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? You guys are, like, fighting over funding? Nah, look. I got this. Yeah, I bet her New York City paycheck goes much farther in uh, Lima, Ohio. She's like, oh, right, we're good. Yeah, we're fine. All right. Um, so is there any, I mean, we can talk about the other thing, but I don't feel like we need to other than. I don't think we need to. I mean. Yeah. There's there unfortunately be- not much to say. Like, yeah. No, it's just treating a character badly for the sake of treating a character badly. And uh, I don't care. Creating a love triangle for the sake of creating a love triangle. Like there was no need for that. Nope. Oh, you know what we did totally miss though? what unrelated this is the episode that births the um angry meme gif oh my god i meant to bring that up that's my favorite gif the lady with the sign in the air that just is angry angry yeah (laughs) yes that is one of my most favorite like absurd glee moments that protesting mom with the sign that just says angry do you think she knows she's like meme famous? I she committed so hard to that role. I think she does know. I think she was like in there being like, I'm about to be a gif. <laughs> she was ready. Well, 2011. Was I don't think we knew that. I don't know. We had Twitter back then. We did, that's true. <laughs> the file size was real small though. It was. The quality was real low. That is probably um, the highlight of this episode right there. Like Bert, last Friday yeah. night, and the angry gif. that's it that's that's the episode um yeah i we can run through the songs real quick i didn't watch it's not easy being green i didn't watch puck and i didn't watch take care of yourself i was like that's 10 minutes that i could be eating so he could have he just needed to stop wearing green like it's not that hard like just change (laughs) shirts like song isn't it's not easy being irish like no that is something in your control (laughs) Yeah, you can you can change your clothes. Or like 
are those the only clothes he has? Because Brittany keeps dyeing all of his clothes because she thinks leprechauns can only wear green. Oh, man. Probably. Analyzing a Brittany, that actually would have been a funny reason for him to sing the song. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But Last Friday Night and Candyman are great. So the others don't really exist as far as Can't even touch them. Those are the best. And frankly, I would have loved to have seen Blaine in the Trouble Tones outfit. But that's... Oh, yeah. Just oh my me. god, that would have made my life. Yeah. I think maybe that's just the movie Midway. <laughs> well, it's funny about the Trouble Tones number two is like the band in the back is definitely the same band that plays for the Glee Club, which is hilarious yes. to me. Like, obviously, they just didn't hire other people to like play the instruments. And I know yeah. the Glee storyline is that they're like the jazz band or something. But like, yeah. I was just like, that's definitely the same drummer. That's so funny yeah. to me. <laughs> They just like poach their band too. I also like to think of the the Glee band slash jazz band as being free agents. They're just like, yeah, whoever's gonna pay us, that's fine. <laughs> Whoever they just go to the highest bidder, lowest bidder, highest bidder. I mean, I when they're at a school as crazy as McKinley, yeah, you gotta do what you can. Or maybe like, that ties back into what we we're saying earlier. The band just shows up because they want to see what kind of shit the Glee club is yeah, gonna say, yeah. <laughs> and they decide to play while they're there. <laughs> They're also the orchestra for the musical. Probably. We gotta keep an eye out next episode. Yeah. Oh, I bet they are. (laughs) Spoiler alert, they become members of the Glee Club this season because everyone else leaves for the trouble time. Forgot. Like eventually we are all glee. (laughs) Uh, that's what Loser Like Me was all about. Boom. Done. Full circle moment. Um, is there even a Kevin McHale scale to, to discuss? Was he in this episode? Did he say I, anything? I'm sure he he was, the camera was on him at one point during last Friday night. Oh yeah. But not, uh, yeah. Not yeah. So I'm just going to give it a point two five. The Kevin McHale scale just says we were cheated in this Yeah. Game. Because if, if Darren got such like a prominent shout out to last friday night because he was in the music video yeah and kevin was also in the music video then kevin got cheated he did i think we should bring this up with Katy perry personally yeah yeah definitely and frankly we probably should have known kevin was was not straight because of the last friday night video yeah. <laughs> uh, we really... um, oh sorry that's the 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 stars in the house they just did where he's like well i was straight um yes <laughs> so like how have you changed since glee anyways i know <laughs> um the claim decks i mean it gets at least a few points for blaine grabbing kurt by his little waist oh so cute the best moment i would say at least at least a five out of ten yeah i'm very they generous don't... like they don't do anything else but they have some cute moments they don't i did note that the first time we see them in the choir room, they're sitting together. Yes. And then after that, they're sitting on two separate rows. And then after yes. that, Rachel is sitting between them. They're, Rachel's in between them. And yes. I was like, Why? I don't get it. <laughs> All right, Rachel, it's just progressively worse. She's just such a like little fruit fly. I'm just like Rachel. Okay. Uh. Okay. <laughs> Um, okay, so 
I just think um, Tina was the most fucked over because she should have been able to join the Trouble Tones or at least be the one who sang the song. Oh, or she should have been the one to sing the Unity song instead of Blaine. Um, we're going to have to wrap this up. We were done anyway. There's nothing else to talk about. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yes, we're going to just skip our favorite songs because obviously it's either Last Friday Night or Candyman and both are great. So definitely yes so um we're gonna awkwardly wrap this up if you've made it an hour into this recording anyway congrats um so we'll be back with some mini episodes and then the next episode is the first time and we promise not to screw that one up at all because it's just (laughs) way too important we'll leave the screwing to uh curtain Oh, Excellent joke, Mandy. Excellent. Oh. <laughs> yes, exactly. So um, thank you for listening. Check us out on all of those social media platforms. Insert um, promo for all of our things because I don't like doing that awkwardly. Um, and I guess that's what B missed on Glee. <laughs>